Hello, how do and welcome to the final episode of today's Loose Lips. If you're new to Loose Lips, what it is, is an Instagram live chat show. I'm Ben Random and what I do is look to speak with people from different various walks of lives and look to speak to them about their lives in order to uplift and share optimism with those who come into watching the actual chats. We are about to be joined by Yorkshire legend, Hursty. Stephanie Hurst has just sent me a request, so let's align with technology. Yeah! Oh I'm are. excited, yes mate, are you all right? Yeah, lower your expectations, I'm on your Insta, this is where the numbers go down. <laughs> I've just got in, I've literally I just know got where, in. Where have you been then, what have you been up to today? Been at work. So, is this, so, is this... so the, these things, this, my finger is one of those level things, do you know the level for audio? You've got to keep the needles wobbling. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm on radio still. You've got to keep the needles wobbling. So I've been, I've been done some shopping because I've run out of cereal. Oh, yeah. um, I've run out of cereal. What, what cereal have you got? Well, I have Alpan um, no added sugar, but they're not doing it at the minute. Um, so I've had to go for original, which, to be honest, it's got too much sugar in it for me. Um, where where do you where do you step with the uh, mixing of different cereals? Are you a uh, oh you know... yeah 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 yeah? I've I've mixed granola and cornflakes, granola and all sorts of stuff. Yeah yeah yeah. Also these oh, for your are the cat. most are the most important things um, for the cat because he has been meowing at me for three days because I ran out of bleeding dreamers. So I come downstairs. And next to the bin is, I can't, I can't flip the screen on this, can I? Next to the bin is one of his dishes. He's got some other ones at the other end of the house for his food. But I always have them there. Um, and that's where his dreamers live. But hence, bad mother. Bloody ran out, didn't I? So, yeah, three I'm days as well. Three, three days, days. Three days. Oh, three days. Not even had a drink yet. Um, yeah, you know how cats, not... they have different um, vibrations or like different, you know, like you can tell by their meow when they're really like screwing with you. Oh, this one is vocal. Now, because I'm on the phone, it doesn't perform that much. Kenny! Oh, there was a little one. There was a little one. Ken, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Kenny, what's wrong? What? Now, usually in this position, you would meow. Why have you got cats on this cat hair on floor? What's wrong? You a good boy? Oh, you're just, just meowing, aren't you? Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh, wait, let's, let's see. Let's see if my, my friend, my feline co-host wants to join. She's in a mood with me as well because I'm not Oh, really? Have you got a moggy? Uh, no, Sheila. Come here then. Are you going to say hello? Oh, that's a good name for a cat, Sheila. Right. Loving Oasis and Jimi Hendrix on you all. Ah, <gasps> yeah, you see. Ah, uh, cross town traffic. I love the Jimi Hendrix story that um, two days after Sergeant Pepper was released, he played yeah. it at Royal Abbott Hall. But it was like I think two days. He'd had the I album. Oh, was it a day? It was, I think it was the night, it was the night. Yeah, it was the night, I think it came out. It was the night. 
And it was something like 3rd of April, 1967, it comes out. And that yeah. night he was playing, said he was playing uh, Royal Albert Hall. Yeah, yeah. And McCartney and a few others from the Beatles, uh, front row. And yeah. he opens with Sgt. Pepper's on the Azkaband. And does this like, he's had the day to learn it. Just that man over Ben Shoulder, Jimi Hendrix, if you've never been into the world of the old Jimi Hendrix experience and listen to his music, anything recorded between six, between 66 and 68 is, or 69 is just incredible. The thing, I think what people might overlook about that as well is that it's not like where it's a digital download format now where you can just like loop it back or hear certain mm. bits. We're on about 12 inch a record mm. which has just come out from the biggest band on the planet. He's learned yeah. to play it in his breakthrough like gig and in his own way. At him in his own way. And um, that so there's a film which uh, Andre Three Thousand star stars. As oh in. yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's, it's worth what this. It's got a bit of an odd scene in it actually. Which if, if Jimmy were a bit like that, it took a bit away from me actually. But I still love the guy. But mm. um, yeah, that it shows it where. The, the whole auditorium silent because they're like, who's this guy? You can't just play the Beatles. And and yeah. then uh, Paul McCartney stands up and just starts applauding and they say, yeah. that was the yeah. vouch. That God, was the vouch for him. Yeah, so um, Hendrix, just wow. Left-handed so, left strung strat. Yeah, well, um, when just, Andre 3000 were learning to play uh, the role, there was going to be no guitar bits in it because either Jimi Hendrix like foundation so his family they wouldn't let any of the songs go because they were copywritten and they didn't agree with the biopic they said that it wasn't an accurate portrayal so the only film that's played in there ironically is the sergeant pepper which is obviously a beatles cover mm. so he didn't know andre 3000 that he was going to play the guitar in it and he can play guitar but he plays it right hand like traditional. Yeah, right hand, yeah. and then two weeks before the film went to roll they told him no we've got rights for the sergeant pepper so he had to learn to play the other way like jimmy to be authentic so he said it was like doing that <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's yeah oh, what they could have done is just turn the film round. oh look you see that's why you should be just producer. flip the film round so if it was someone on 16 mil just flip it round and that would just flip the dimension the other way what, like like these cameras here where it looks like and you've got your t-shirt yeah, and you've got exactly, the wrong yeah. lighting yeah, like. Yeah, but right, there you go. See, that's why you should be a producer. No, not really. Just stick to doing radio. No, but you, you're getting about on telly now as well, aren't you? Oh, yeah, I do bits. Radio's my first love. Although I'm getting to the point where I want to run it. Um, I've done it enough now. I think I want to run it. I think I want to do management. Really? Um, yeah. I see it. you run... You no, I just see it. I just see it runs so badly. Um, not at the BBC, but just in other areas. I just see DJs trodden on by management who have never been on the radio, never experienced what it's like and the vulnerability of being behind a microphone and treat DJs like dogs. And I think it's appalling. Mm. And this is this has happened for the last forty years. And I just there's a, there's a number of us that are, you know just I think want to change it. So, so yeah, but I still enjoy being on the air, but I do enjoy doing telly. I do Jeremy Vine show a little bit every so often. Um, did Lorraine, got, ended up getting a job on Lorraine for a couple of years. Um, but radio's my first love. I think I like radio because it's, of its intimacy. And it's, um, it, it, there's a spontaneity about radio. You can react to something instantly, whereas with television, it's all glue, makeup, sets, million pound, runners, researchers, um, you're just a, if you're a presenter, you're a very, very, very small cog 
in a very big machine. And whereas with radio, it was just me and a producer. Do you find I, as well, I, what I loved about, especially um, one of the things I really want to like speak to you about today is those galaxy days because you really, exactly, right? Like you really, it's just the heart of Yorkshire. Like, so when you're setting these stories and you have to get up at a crazy time, but when you're on air, the way that, you know, TV can have the visuals, but the way that you put it across, you're creating more visuals through our own personal well, psyche of what you're putting across. Yeah, it's theatre of the mind, isn't it? And I think um, just if you talk about mad, uh, fish and chips and lashings of salt and vinegar, and that's that. Oh, you can smell that now, can't you? <laughs> kind of that tip. It's just, it's, it's using certain words and terms and phrases and, and setting the story and putting, putting the listener's mind in that place and getting to visualise it. Um, and I think that's what I enjoy doing about radio. And, and Galaxy was, for those that have just joined us, um, I used to do this morning show on Galaxy, which then became, became Capital, called Hursty's Daily Dose. And I did it for 15, for, no, how long? I did breakfast for 15 years. I did two years at Viking, yeah, so 13 years. Um, and we had over a million, 1.4 million listeners. It was huge. And because Yorkshire's the biggest county, um, this show was huge. And um, it's interesting because you say, um, you know, you've got 1.4 million listeners. People say, oh, is that the state? No, that's the show. I mean, you're like, it was just a huge show. And I think. You know, there's so much competition now with radio. There's so much. You know, we've got smart speakers. We've got music on demand. Everything. There's a generation these days that are growing up not even listening to radio because mm. they listen to everything on, on demand whenever they want it. Um, so even though I finished, when did I finish it? Six years ago? Six years ago, 2014, actually is a very different time to what we are now. It's totally different. Um, yeah, we had social media. But smart speakers weren't around. Spotify didn't exist. Deezer didn't exist. Or if they did, they were tiny. Yeah. Um, YouTube was obviously massive, but I don't think it was massive. It was my, it was big for music, don't get me wrong, but I don't think generation that has come through in the next last six years, they've really started to, well, it's the next generation. So the kids that were six years old, you know, when I came off that breakfast show now, they're, they're teenagers now and they are, they are foraging the next and forging the next way of how they listen to music and what they'll remember. I mean, for me, it was going to the record shop and buying physical, actual vinyl or a CD. I'm guessing it was CDs for you. Yeah. yeah or cassettes. Whereas, I still or remember cassettes. getting me first cassettes. Yeah, cassettes. Whereas, you know, for, for kids these days, they won't know. What was your first cassette that you bought? <laughs> So uh, it, the cool one was Stereo MCs um, to the left. Step it, it up. Yeah, step it up. Yeah, step it up. So I had a dark blue top, and the rest of it was kind of orange. I think. So. I think. It, I don't know. I've got. I've got in my head like some like teal for some reason. Like a, yeah, a, a, actually, yeah, there's a little bit bluey teal color. Yeah. Yeah. 
But then the, the NAF one, the real at the one. same no, time... What's the real one? What's the first one? Linford Christie released oh a song. So it must have been 92 when he released, like, a song. Then I got them both at the same time. Even I done. Oh, Pab's in. <laughs> oh, yeah, in. yes. Love Pab. Pab, yes. Love Pab. I loved your set that you played. I love the set that you uh, played, Pav, the other day, um, which was often he found an old mini disc and uh, played along with it. And who, you, who was it? Who was it? Was it Morales? I can't remember who it was. He played along with. But anyway, sorry, go on. No, uh, no, but, he's, yeah, he's... But you, kids, kids these days, they won't remember their first download. It's disposable. It means nothing. It's disposable. How, Music how is you, disposable. Do you think it's going to come full full circle a bit? No. Because it, no. No, it's just a different way. It's a new it's a new way. It doesn't mean anything. It's disposable. And I don't think kids will, you know, their first download won't be like, I don't know. I've downloaded hundreds and thousands of songs. It means nothing. It means nothing. Music is disposable. That's why the artists don't make much money these days from from music. They make it all from gigs. Yeah. And merchandise. So, but but there's so much more music available, which is, in, that's amazing, isn't it? So, you know, just with a laptop these days in GarageBand, you can make a song that before would have taken £100,000 or a million pounds worth of production or something like, just make it now in GarageBand. It's yeah. just it's incredible. So it's a new way of thinking. You know, it was just different when we were growing up. It was just different. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just like our parents or, or grandparents when they were buying music, it was different. It's just, it, even the cats agreeing. Um, <laughs> it was just a different way of doing it. So back to what I was saying about this, this breakfast show. Um, I know. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was random. It was, there was three of us, there was myself, um, Danny and Jojo. Jojo's still doing it, although it's on an afternoon now with Adam on Capital, or Capital, as they used to call it. And um, you just get told off for that. It's Capital. No, it's not. It's Capital. <laughs> um, so, uh, well, they used to tell me for all sorts of stuff. But whenever they tell me, whenever anyone tells me off for something, I just do it more. I am like a petulant child. Tell me not it to had, do something. I'll do it, it had more. that lovable anarchy about it, though. It was proper, like... Just it was a unit. It was just us. It was just, and, it, and it, I think it, it really connects with all demographics as well, all ages. Mm. Like my mum would laugh about stuff, and I'd get on it as well. It was funny. I think it was just um, when we first started. I think we start. We tried really hard on our characteristics, and we spent quite a lot of time in finding out what made each other tick. Because I'd known Danny for years, but Jojo, I'd, I'd not. I'd met her once in a nightclub in Barnsley where I'm from called Regent's Park and she was doing a Galaxy gig or a Kiss gig. I think it might have been Kiss because the, chronologi the chronological order of that radio station, if you listen on 105 in Yorkshire, it's called Capital Now, but originally it started as Kiss and then it was Kiss for 10 months and then it became Galaxy. Just ownership. People bought it and they leased the name from people that owned Kiss and that company didn't want them to have the name, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, <laughs> she was doing this gig, and I said to her that I'll work on the radio as well. And she was quite rude to me. She said, yeah, yeah, whatever. She just weren't bothered. She was working. She was on. She was on. <clears throat> and, um, and then I got to do the show with her. And she, I think she said, uh, oh, I'm not staying. I'm leaving in six months. I've got six months left on my contract, so I'm leaving. 
she stayed for another 13 years. Well, she's still on. <laughs> she's still there. And um, I, had to, I had to work her out. She had to work me out. She had to work Danny out and so on and so forth. Um, Scotty says, I remember Georgia doing uh, Nights at the Night Owl. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Nicole says the old lady was best. I don't feel any different. Um, yeah, so, um, so we did role definitions and we tried to work out what made each other tick. So what pissed me off, what pissed her off, what pissed Danny off, what made us come alive on fire. Um, Especially at that time as well in the morning. Yeah, it's, and, and the reason why that's important, especially when you're doing a breakfast show, is because if I would see... If I was reading the newspaper at 20 past six in the morning and the records are playing and I'm just, I'm just reading paper and I see a story and I know that's going to piss Danny off. When he sees that, I'm going to get a reaction. So I'll save that until 20 past eight because 20 yeah. past eight, eight o'clock, 20 past eight is your peak half hour is when you've got the most listeners. So I would like, I'd make an art, 8.20, page 27, Danny Murray. <laughs> and I'd make a note to myself that at 20 past eight, we're doing that. And I'd do it and I'd get an instant reaction. And Jojo would save up a story that she, you know, she, she heard the weekend and she knew that would rile me or would make me happy, but then in turn would annoy Danny. So me and Jojo would be like, yeah, we're like two teenagers bouncing off wall, whereas Danny's going, you're just sad, pack it out. <laughs> so learning about the characteristics of each other and understanding each other is what makes it key. James Waters says, do I not miss the intimacy of radio now as it feels more shows are just reading text tweets? Hit me up, slide into my DMs. If I hear someone else say slide into my DMs, right? I'm gonna slide a DM right up where they don't like it. Um, honestly, you should hear them, slide into my DMs. Do, do you oh, think do you think this is Sorry. because a lot of radios have been centralised now though that there's not real about your no I just not a regional different. dialect I just think it's different and I think there's a style of radio which is just trying to attract that youth audience and that's what that that's what the youth audience that's what they speak like hit me up slide into my DMs all these kind of things but when a DJ says it on the radio it just sounds a bit cheesy but I'm sure we said st we said stuff that were cheesy we said stuff that's probably proper cringe. Exactly. Um, <laughs> James, what you're describing is proper character radio. Oh, uh, JD Boyle says, I had the privilege of sitting in on the breakfast show during work experience, loved it. Oh, thank you. Well, you'll have probably seen that it was just exactly like it, you know, it was probably, Harrison says, don't think I say this. Harrison's my next on ever. He's 15. Slide into my DM. No. <laughs> and honestly, right, the next generation, if you say, instead of, oh, this annoys me, right? God, I'm, I'm re sounding really old, right? If someone uses the term 100% instead of saying yes and honour that, that annoys I'm me. I'm a 100%. Oh, pack it I just, I just go say 100. Yes. I say that's 100. Say yes. Do you like that? Yeah. Instead of, yeah, 100%. It takes longer, it takes longer to verbally say 100% or 16, nearly 17, sorry. Yeah, but 100% means more, it means you're fully into it. It's like, yeah, yeah, 100, 100, 100%. You've got to be with that. You've got to be with that. Who did I have on the other day? Who was I speaking to? Oh, there was someone speaking to her and there was like, um, 1,000%. That's even longer. No. 
That's crazy. That's right, crazy. Longer, that's, that's someone who's too keen, that. Uh, one, one thing I wanted to ask you is uh, a lot of the stations that you've been on um, come with a sort of itemised or like um, a telltale playlist with the songs that you've got to play. Oh, you've got, of... you got to play them. Yeah, you've got to play them. So like if, you know, when we first started and you were like, you'd like to own your own station, what would be different between the two? Would you let DJs select their own tunes uh, in in... With some autonomy, but obviously within a certain um, structure. Back in the day, back back in like when music radio kind of first started in this country, which is the nineteen sixties, on pirate ships out in the yeah, yeah. in the North Sea, so Radio Caroline and and Radio London and stations like that. And um, oh, this cat's—he's trying to get up on a chair. Can I just help him up on a chair? Yeah, of course. Really? Come on, Ken. You want to go up there, don't you? There you go. He wants to do that. It was meowing. Um, yeah, so when these stations started, they'd pretty much allow the DJs to pl play their own music. And they would have an A list of songs, they would have a B list of songs, and a C list. And they'd have a box with these records in. And if you played one of the A list at the front, you'd put it to the back so it didn't get played again within your show or within the next show or whatever. And it worked in that rotation. Um, and then that kind of was the, that was the kind of staple until the late 80s. So for a long time, and then the late 80s, early 90s, an American system called Selector came in. This is probably dull for a lot of people, but listen to it because it lets, I'm, I'm about to tell you why you hear the same songs on the radio over and over again. So if you've ever complained about that and go, oh, you play the same songs all the time, this is the reason why. There is a bit of a science to it. So... In the late 80s, early 90s, this system from America called Selector comes in and basically they took away the control of the DJs because what you'd find is that some DJs were playing records they liked more than others and DJs were repeating music. It was all over the shop. Although what was nice about that is the fact that you got to hear a DJ's, uh, a DJ's uh, personal choice in music. Yeah. But... This is where we come into the era of brands. So you've got stations like Heart, Capital, all these kind of stations. These are brand stations. And this is why music is so important. So if you're listening to a radio station, on average, unless you're at work, you'll listen for about 20 minutes. 20 minutes, half an hour. And when you punch into that station, you want to hear a diet of the biggest hits or your favorite songs. But if you listen to it all day, you might hear some of the same songs over and over. And that's the reason why is because when you punch in for 20 minutes, you want a diet of the biggest hits. And that's so the playing for the playing for the hit of the 20 minutes rather than the yeah, people yeah, rather the longevity. Than yeah, the playing the hit for 20 minutes, half an hour. So that's the kind of, that is one of the reasons why. And this system came in from America where all of the songs were put into the computer. They were all given codes. So... Um, a slow song would be given a, a slow code or a fast song and all these kind. And basically, it gives a nice little flow of music. And instead of a human doing it, a human has put the codes in. A human's <clears throat> done all the categories on it. But it, it saved us DJs doing it. And it took away a bit of control. But actually, it's another thing not to think about. So it's actually not a bad thing. But, if but was, listen... the, was the not songs like, I remember when I got to sit in on The Breakfast Show and it was around the time of uh, Bruno Mars, he's one that sounds like Roxanne. 
and you'd all sing Roxanne. Oh, what kind of one? Uh, what, yeah, summit ever. to heaven. Yeah, summit yeah, to, yeah. Mars. Da, yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. Well, uh, that would have yeah. been on for months. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Kerry says, "Oh, that makes sense about the music." Yeah, essentially, that's that's the reason why. Yeah, that's the reason. It's because when you punch in, you're going to get a diet of the biggest songs, and the biggest songs of the moment. There's only so many of them to play. But and that's the reason you, why. Is yourself? Do you not? Do you, does that not get a bit? Like, oh, it can get like, for like, me. Like for it. me, on especially on Galaxy and Capital, it wasn't about the music; it was about the content that went in. But it was a con the show was a content eater. It would eat content f for breakfast. It just, it just, we constantly have to come up with new ideas all the time. That he said, she said thing we used to do. I mean, that sat on a sheet of paper for about a year and a half before it got to air. We'd forgotten about it, and Joe, it was JoJo's idea. We just forgot. And then we, we were looking through some ideas. And uh, I was like, he said, she said, what's that? I said, oh, it's that moral dilemma thing. And I was like, oh, let's pilot it. So we piloted it and it became one of our biggest, biggest ever features. Um, so yeah, it was, it's, some of the, I, it, it got a bit monotonous playing the same songs, but that's the job. That's the job. And, you know, as, as long as they're putting some money in bank and it's decent money, <laughs> you'll play the same songs, I guess. Uh, Pav says, did you ever listen to John Peel? Yes. John Peel, I discovered The Fall. Um, I discovered bands like Echo and the Bunnymen and all these bands um, that I would never have probably got to be exposed to. Um, so Peel, yeah, legend. Sorry, Ben. No, it's all right. I love the fact that you're going through comments. That's what it's about. I love it. Um, do you feel then that if if you were to do like a mixed cloud type of radio show, you'd have a lot more autonomy, you'd be able to put it out at a certain time of the week? Is it no? You can, but I prefer live. There's nothing like live radio because if you if you're live and you say something, you get a reaction. Yeah. And I like that. I like the fact that just by saying something, you, it's a, it's a two-way street radio. It's a personal thing. That's why with television, it all feels... I'll, I'll happily do TV. I mean, the amount of stuff I've turned down because it's not felt right. And that's not me just going, oh, you know, I'm turning stuff down because I don't want to do it. It's because it's not felt right and it's not felt the right thing to do. But I've probably... I probably made some errors in the past by turning stuff down, which could have led on to other things. I'm a bloody idiot sometimes, but if you don't feel right, don't feel right. You've got to follow your heart, haven't you? Your heart and your um, gut, definitely. Yeah, like reality TV. I've turned three reality TV. Uh, Big Brother I turned down because I was like, it'll just be a, it'll be a car crash. And I wasn't ready to do it. It would be an absolute car crash if I did it. Um, so I'd had like two or three conversations with him and it was getting to the point of... It could go further, and I was like, "Do you know what? This just doesn't feel right right now." It I'm happy that you didn't, because I think I, I would I'd like to see you on some like come right. dine with me, like so, like come dine oh, with shit, me or something like that. Yeah, that'd be quite fun to do. It'd be, it'd be funny ones, but the ones that I guess it's the ones that play on your mental health. Yeah, I don't think that's a good thing. No, I don't think that's no. a good thing, and I think those shows are quite dirty as well. So I think we're in a different space now. But I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't go any further with that. 
Um, can I bring old woman back? Do you know what? I played an old woman call on Radio Leeds recently. So the old woman game was, oh gosh, the back. Do you remember old woman Ben at all? No. So we did this in 03 or 04 or 05, I think, for about two or three years. And it was clips of an old woman basically being interviewed on her 100th birthday. <laughs> and we found this reel of tape when I worked at Hallam FM in Sheffield. And they were clearing out the old reel-to-reel -reel of tape. And they were clearing out this, what looked like a, um, oh, what's one of those things that, Ottoman at the end of your bed. These old Ottomans, like a big, it looked like one of that, but it was wooden. And uh, they were going through all these old reels of tape and they were, they were basically transferring them off because they didn't know whether there was any archive recordings or sport recordings. It was just get it all digitized, get it into a digital format and then we can listen to it. And they found this interview of this woman being interviewed on her 100th birthday and the interview had a bit of a tough time with her because she didn't really say much. She said like, hello, yes. The interviewer said, how does it feel to be 100 years old? She went, she went, I don't feel any different. <laughs> and then, no, hello, yes, no, I don't feel any different. Something that was inaudible that went, blah, blah, blah. Um, I can't grumble about it. Oh, there was about seven or eight things we picked out. Now, bear in mind, this is in 1998, 97, 98. And we had a digital editing system, which had like had a hot key system on it. So you could cut the clips up into small sound files and attach them to numbers. So you press the number, you get hello. No, I don't fit anyway. So we decided we'd just ring people up <laughs> and just do these phone calls. So I start doing this 1998 on Hallen. It turns out that the lady sadly passed away. And about 10 years, nine, eight, eight, nine, 10 years before, her family recognized her voice. So we got bollocked and we got told to stop doing that. So right. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely, out of respect. Fast forward to 2003, I'm flicking through a mini disc <laughs> and I find these clips. I'm thinking, mm, a few more years have passed. Let's try and do it. With respect to the old lady, of course. And I mean this, and I mean this in the greatest. I've never told this story, <clears throat> but I mean, so we did it again. And um, it just went crazy. And the family, I don't think the family ever heard it. <laughs> I didn't recognise it. I may have sped the voice up just a little bit um, and manipulated the voice a little bit the first time around. Um, and that was it. That's, that's old woman. Um, but because, um, I think on Radio Leeds, because we have an older audience, I mean, we target 40 plus, 45 plus. Um, and we do have some listeners that probably are of that age so for me to be doing an old woman game on radio leads I just don't feel right and i just don't and also now i just don't i don't i don't know it doesn't feel right in my gut to be doing that kind of stuff when i was young when i was younger and you did that it was a different time mm. but we'd ring the best reactions was doctor surgeries dentists um oh we used to ring oh just we just looked through phone book and just ring lots of people. Um, I probably shouldn't have told you all this now. <laughs> I feel quite bad uh, that it was this woman that was no longer here. But then again, do you know what? That, they could have been ringing us and lying. They could have been saying, it's, you know, it, it, it might not have even, you know, been her 
grandchildren or, you know, husband or daughter, uh, husband, uh, daughter or son that rang up. So who knows? Who knows? Sorry, I've gone off on a tangent there. Do you, do you, do you see yourself doing something like this? I could see you doing something like this, reaching out and having this form of like interaction with different people. Yeah, I do. You know, I do. I do Insta lives and I do stuff. I, I do. I operate on less is more. And I always have done. I'll always. You did call the curry lady Motormouth last week. She was sure going off her, weren't she? Jira. I had this lady on who was cook, cooks amazing curries. But my God, she could talk. And I was like, <laughs> bloody hell. She was probably like, bloody Motormouth. Um, I do my kitchen belters from here. So I do. Yeah, yeah. Then. This is this is where I stand here, yeah. which is actually the hob, um, with Alpan on, and currently shopping and dreamies. Um, so, but this is where I this is where I stand here, and there's the undrank bottle of Verve Clique, um, which, to be honest, the reason why it's undrank is because it is a magnum of Verve Clique, and um, oh, hang on, hey there. It's, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not. Do you know the little button you press to kind of chip flick the camera? It's oh, just, yeah. Like, it's just, it's top just lit up. It's just glowing. <laughs> what, like molten? Yeah, it's just the. Oh, Terry George is watching. He was at the Grammys. Oh, he's everywhere. <laughs> Look, he's sat next to. Thing you, what you sat next to? I can't remember. He's, like, he's amazing. He's just amazing. I just, I, I adore him. I worship the ground you walk on, Terry. Anyway, I've got this magnum of bloody. Do you do your own cleaning or do you get a woman in? I do my own cleaning. Um, <laughs> yes, I take pride in, in looking after gaff, um, which is not a euphemism. <laughs> but anyway, when I got the chart show, because I ended up with this bloody chart show with 8 million listeners on a weekend. <clears throat> and um, sorry, my, I've got rhinitis, my sinuses are knackered. And I was due to have an operation where they'll cut my nose there, go up and sort this bloody nostril out because it's knackered. Oh. So, so when it gets to evening, I start getting all bunged up and I get post-nasal drip down the back of my throat. Uh. And then <clears throat> I have to clear my throat and it's only on an evening. In the morning, during the day, I'm fine. Morning and evening. It's horrible. So anyway, I was due to, but because of everything, it's been cancelled or rescheduled. So anyway, this bottle of Magnum, when I ended up with the chart show, um, they sent it me as a kind of congratulations and I've still not drank it. So, oh, it's finally turned around. Oh, <laughs> Delayed reaction of speaking. There is. Anyway, yes, yeah, so it's got a Hit Force UK sticker on it and that. And I've had it years. Do you know what occasion you're saving it for? Well, I thought my 50th in a few years. Um, but I mean, I've got loads more bloody verb clique and stuff like that. I've just got normal bottles in the, in the, oh, hang on a sec, in the booze fridge. I've just, I see a bottle of Bombay. Yeah, is that Bombay Sapphire? Oh, some Bombay, some. Yeah, you got, you, got be, you got to be hooked up with a Bombay. Perry, some, uh, there's some verb clique rose as well as Mason's Yorkshire Gym, which is gorgeous. Oh, there's all sorts of bloody. Lands. Oh, this just. Oh, that's that's a a Yorkshire gin, divine gin, which is absolutely fab. It's beautiful. So is uh, that just the fridge devoted to alcohol? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but I don't particularly drink. Although I am finding in lockdown, I'm drinking a lot more. I think a few people are. I think we all are, to be honest. <clears throat> how are you? So, getting, how are you? How are you finding it? What? What are you? I'm. I'm posing this to everybody that I speak to. Um, you think this is a time of pause or reset. I think it's a time of reset. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think it's time of reset. I think. Um, I think we'll come out of this very different. Um, I think it's going to take a bit of time to get back to normal. I've written off 2020 in my head. Just this year. I've just written it, written it off, just gone this year, reset, stop. Um, but I think if we all follow the government's advice, um, well, the specialists, I mean, the government tell us what to do, but they're led by Professor Chris Whitty and people like that. These are, these are people who are at the top of their field and they are steering the government and we just have to follow their lead. And that's all I'm doing. And I think if we can do that and respect others and not think we're invincible to this thing. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> um, this cat's vocal. And not think we're invincible and I'm not going to get it. Well, there's a good chance you might get it. And then if you've, if you've got it and you're not showing any major symptoms, you'll just pass it to other people. And that could kill, that could kill someone. And you need to protect the NHS, stay indoors and save lives. And the quicker you, and the more you do that, the better chance we have of coming out the other side. Um, Linda says she loved this morning as well. This is weird. Oh, I have a podcast. It's but called... Yeah, what? I was going to bring that up. So, yeah. Do you have a podcast? And I do. Would you like to tell us about it? It's... Um, hang on. Kenny? Oh, shit. Come here. He's a little bugger, this one. Come on, get down. Sorry, I'm just having to... <laughs> down. What's he jumped on? Down. He's jumping on the chair, but he's jumping on some washing, <laughs> which I got out this morning, uh, which I've not put away yet. Um, it's just my knickers. Um, yeah, so the podcast is... Well, to be honest, it's going to be a bit short-lived because it's about, it's about lockdown, but it's the lighter side of lockdown, and it's called... Well... This is weird because that's <laughs> what it is. You know, what we're going through right now is weird. It's what we were all saying, isn't it? You know, well, this is a bit weird. So yeah. it's, well, this is weird. If you search for it, wherever you get your podcast from, it's half hour. It's me, uh, my best friends, uh, Debbie Mack and Scott Hughes. They both work on radio. I work on radio. And it's just us looking back at some of the best memes, best videos, how we feel. Um, all sorts of stuff. And it's just half hour. Linda says it's hilarious. Oh, thanks. We did laugh a lot in this week. We've laughed, laughed in all episodes. We do try and make it funny. We try and just, yeah, just, just chat shit, to be honest. So it's half hour long, 28 minutes, something like that. So wherever you get your podcast from, go have a listen. Scott in his pants. Yeah, Scott's always in his pants. And um, it's really weird because I, did, I, I made this thing. I edit it all together. So I record my bits here. Debbie records her bits in her studio and Scott records is in his studio. And uh, we connect by this thing called Clean Feed so we can all each hear each other's voices. And then they send me their files and I put it all together. Mm, I spent all day doing yesterday's episode. It took That's me mad. Um, so yeah. The clap sync <clears throat> then? Because that must yeah, be all Yeah, that's up, how yeah. it starts. It starts with a clap sync. 
it starts with the clap sync. But I cut it up. So because sometimes I can start talking and Scott's still talking or Debbie's still talking. I cut all that crap out. Because we all do that in conversations. We talk over each other, don't we? And I just think if I've got all three stems of our mics, I can cut bits out. I don't cut much out. It's literally about 5% of, you know, talking over each other or there might be a mistake or I've said something offensive, which is usually <laughs> the case. It seems to be the case that they say you can't put that in. Why? Because it's offensive. Is it? Yes. All right. So I'm usually the one. See, at the BBC, I'm on BBC Radio Leeds every afternoon between two and, uh, two and six. I, I've said, and I've been quite open with the BBC, I'm running at about 40%. Because I'm, I'm scared that I'm going to get done. <laughs> and I'm genuinely, I am, I am a proper tamed down version. I'm not, I'm still me, but I'm just, I'm just, no, I'm running about 60%. I'm just, maybe that other day when I said she were talking like a bloody motor mouth, that was a bit honest. <laughs> but it's, I'm, it's the BBC, innit? I just get a bit afraid that, and everyone gets offended about, about everything these days. So I do get a little bit like, oh, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that, Steph. I, because I think if I was back on commercial radio, I'd be a bit more naughty. But. You know, that's probably making people not want to listen to me now. Oh, it's not same anymore. Um, are you, um, so vocationally, are you content with like, are you settled with where you're at with, with, with oh, BBC no. Radio Leeds? Never. and that, No. What, what, what would be on the horizon? Are you being genuine know. about your own station? Like, if, if that Oh, was, God. Do you know what? Get Terry George to fund it. Call it Mission FM or something. <laughs> Do you know what? I would love to start my own radio station. But it's it's more difficult than you think. And I think the future of radio is it's not DAB because I think that is an absolute shower of shite. Do you not like DAB? <clears throat> no, it's rubbish. It's flawed. Go under a bridge, it goes off. It's flawed. <laughs> it's flawed. But we have to support it because the government's took a load of money in. So, um, I think it's all technology. It's late 80s, early 90s technology. Um, the carriage, and the carriage, I mean, in the words of getting it into the, getting it to the transmitter or out the transmitter into the radio is bloody expensive. Terry's in. He is bankrolling. Let's call Terry, let's talk. Because <laughs> I've got an idea. <laughs> I have got an idea for a radio station which would clean up. I mean, clean up. Would you do it using something so like Switch? Right. Or anything so, like that? Would so you? Would you? That, you are. Go sorry. On. Would you? Would you use it? Would you use anything like Twitch or anything where you can be no, it'd autonomous? No, be, be app based because app based radio is the future. Because you get into a car now, and your apps in probably in Teslas and and maybe some new top of the range cars, your apps appear on the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the car. Yeah. So you would just have an app. That's so the, predominantly. That like you were saying before, why people might digest Spotify more is the ease of access. So as soon as you get in, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're probably not there yet. We're probably not quite there. I am, I am ahead of the game here. But FM will go. They'll turn it off. That will go in the next five, ten years. DAB will probably hang around for a bit longer, but it'll be app-based. You'll listen, you'll listen by clicking an app. So all your favourite brands 
not stations, because they're brands these days, will all be just on your screen. So you'll have Heart, Capital, Radio 1, Radio 2, whatever. And these will be logos on your dashboard. A lot of cars have them now, actually, to be honest. Yeah. Because the RDS on FM, Radio Data System, that pulls down a logo anyway. But you'd have it as an app and it would load up, bosh, if it's on your phone, it's on your car. I genuinely believe as well, your internet that you pay for at home will become part of your mobile as well. It'll all be a cloud. Elon Musk and the satellites and everything of, of data delivery, all of that will become, you'll pay for your internet at home, but that'll be part of your phone package and it will follow you around in the world wherever you are because it's a satellite. It'll all be part of one package, your data and everything. You won't have a separate telephone line. You won't have separate internet at home and your phone. It will all be one together. Futureologist, dear, she says. I, think, I, think I just look I forward. Know it... I look forward. I always try and look forward. What things going to be? Where we're going to be in the future? Well, this is it. And I think this will be one of the final ones for me because I know you've uh, got limited time. And I thank you for giving your time and speaking to no, me. No, it's all right. I've just got a Zoom eight, but I'm, I'm all yeah. right. Right. So, well, this, yeah. Well, this will be the last one for me then. But thank you so much. Is it? Uh... Oh no, it's fine. It's fine. But yeah, I've got an idea for a radio station. I right. Well, I just like... played matchmaker you and Terry there, so <laughs> you know, give give him a shout. I'm sure he'll. Terry, let's up. talk. After all this is over, let's talk. Because honestly, but, um, you, if from... I could get, if I could get right, uh, a bunch of investors, there is a, a station that I genuinely believe between the ages of 30 and 60, would dominate. It would you dominate. You get, you get your initial investor, and then you'll crowdfund it. You'd be able to do it, smash a crowdfund. And you then can, but then you've got, it's just not as easy as you think, because then you've got to, you've got to get advertising, or do we go down a different route of sponsorship? There's, there's a zillion things. And then you've got PRS, Performing Rights Society, you've got PPL. It's, it's not as easy as you think to just start it. Yeah, you could stick something online, and just be another internet radio station. You need marketing. You need to be, it's all well and good having marketing as in social. That's all and good. But people need to see it as well. So you need billboards. You need all sorts of stuff. Across the line marketing on everything. Yeah. And that's not, that's not cheap. You got great DJs as well. Great live DJs. Yeah. Not just voice tracked as in pre-recorded. To be able to react. So it's, it's, it's not cheap to do, but I, I think there's a model or a format, I think, that would work. But anyway, sorry, go on. I'm no, no, that's it. So obviously, <laughs> anyone who gets to see this, it'll trigger them and then they'll be getting in touch. So I feel I could have played my part in your dream. You could have done. You could have, you can have so. shares in it. You could have shares in it. Yeah, I'll have a show. I'd love a show. Yeah, of course could, yeah. Yes. You have to start your overnight show. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I, Big hello to all you truckers. Although I first started, I first started, oh God, I'm going off on a tangent here. Quick, you can ask a question in a second. I, I started at Radio Air when I was a kid. In fact, I think that's where I first met Terry George. Gosh, years ago. And um, your initiation when you got the overnight show was, do you know where Radio Air is next to ITV Yorkshire? Yeah, yeah. the Road, just Kirkstall down the road from me. Right. So you know where Radio Air is? You know the Shell Garage? Yeah. You had to play the Eagles and Hotel California, which is seven and a half minutes long. Start it, run out of the studio, run over to the Shell Garage, get a Mars bar and run back <laughs> before the end of, um, what they call it, before the end of uh, Hotel California. And I did it with about a minute and a half to spare. 
that's good initiation. That's good initiation. I think I was 16. That, that depends on if security are going to let you in or if they're like... Oh, no, the, no, it was the initiation. It was There was a few people at building. That building used to be busy all night long because people would come back and, yeah, back in the day when you could. Um, anyway, yeah, so go on. No, I was going to I was gonna roll on with, um, you, you've seen the game change so much and you're just saying there that you look forward. So where do you see, again... I know you mentioned about FM and everything like that, but maybe the, as a presenter, because it does seem now like it, it, a lot of people have 15 seconds to chat in between song segues, and it doesn't seem as much about the presenter as much as it did one time. Um, so where do you see it evolving and how, how, much, how important can a presenter still be to a future show? That's a really good question. Thank you. That's a very good question. I think a presenter is vital. You look at Greg James on Radio 1. Yeah. That show is phenomenal. And it sounds very student radio. I'm the chair of the Student Radio Awards. So I get to hear lots of uh, student radio, which is in university, of course. And there's a, there's a certain anarchy to that show, but it's about the listener. And Greg, from the start, I said, I just want to make it, I just want to share lots of funny stuff. You know, not just what we do, but what you do as well. And it's bringing the audience as one. And Greg shares a lot of his personality. Then, you you know, Scott Mills has been there. Scott has been there since 1998. Serious. It's been a long time. But Scott and Chris Stark, incredible. And then Annie Macken and Evening. These yeah. people are, these people share their love of the craft of radio. Yeah. Whereas you put Capital on, I really say much. But it's not about, because Capital's a music station. Radio One's entertainment. I think the role of a presenter or DJ is still vital. I think presenters still need to connect with the audience. Because I think as listeners, you, if you want back-to-back -back music, you could just go, hey, Siri, or Alexa, play me, whatever. And it'll play it. And you can have non-stop music all day long. You can curate it to whatever you want. It'll even... Thanks, Alexa. Alexa, stop. Alexa, stop. <laughs> Kicked her off. Anyway, um, so you can have non-stop music at your fingertips, but also it's nice just of ease to go clunk, capital, or whatever, and it's there. And I must say, capital do it so well. They are phenomenal when it comes to music radio. They've just got it. Heart, again, global. Global just understand oh, terry says stop saying sorry global just understand how to make radio but they understand brands as well if you notice all the billboards and the words and the blue logo underneath that says global that's yeah. global radio that's global who own capital heart x radio x with miles who is on the top of his game miles miles yeah. radio really x and running so is he a good example maybe with um he took a, a step away, but he came back and he found a platform where he, he's still operating at 100%, but he's oh, changed he's, who he is. I think, he's, I think Chris is doing the best radio he's ever done, personally. And he's one of my best friends on the planet. You still best keep friends. in touch with him? Yeah. Literally, I speak to him every bloody other day at minute. Um, on Zoom calls and all sorts of stuff. Um, but I think that the personality is still, it's still key. But I understand why music radio is, is formatted because it's fast paced. It comes from America. It's called forward, progre forward progression. 
you're always moving forward and it's progressive and it's it's fast coming and chr which is contemporary hit radio these are you know terms industry terms um these are vital but radio one's more of an entertainment station and so is radio two so i think the presenter will always we're human beings we want to hear voices but this is why I feel like where the music related stations that you've given as an example sometimes miss out because there would be times where I'd be late for work because there was an anecdote that would have been spoke about and you'd sit in yeah. car or you'd wait, you know, but you'd want to hear that. What's two minutes and a sorry I'm late to hear that story, to be involved in that world. And I just think yeah. like, I, I just don't see enough of that at the moment, I feel. I think as an industry, what we've, what we fail to do is create great storytellers. So I talk about capital and it being very formatted and the DJs will say, they'll speak for 12, 15 seconds. Now, mm. let me just say, to do that kind of radio is not easy. If you That's think difficult. speaking for 12 to 15 seconds, making it concise, interesting, relatable, whilst getting it over the intro of a song, that's not easy. Yeah. That's, that's an art form. And it takes years to be able to practice that kind of stuff. Um, even I still get it wrong. Um, but I think connecting to the audience is, is, is vital and bringing that next generation in. But if you've just got a load of DJs that can do that fast term radio, you're not creating storytellers. Mm. They won't know, they won't know how to, Terry says I'm late for my 8pm Zoom. It's fine. It's all right. It's a, it's a bunch of friends, but I will join it within a minute. I'll join it in a minute. <laughs> I, know, I did send a message on group chat, so I might be a bit late. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's, having that, it's having that ability to be able to tell stories. Whenever you're in the pub with your friends, you always hear a great story. Someone's always got a brilliant story. And that's what I used to do. I used to go to the pub and collect stories and bring them back to the radio. One of my favorite stories ever was, um, I'd been in the pub with my dad and they'd been, um, they'd been talking about this bloke who drinks in the pub and his wife had been cheating on him. Well, soon to be ex-wife. And he wanted to get a bit of revenge and he worked as a mechanic in a garage and a car came in, I think it was a VW Golf which was identical to hers, like same color, the lot. And he got some false plates made up with her registration plate on. On the back parcel shelf, she had loads of teddies. So he went down local pound shop, filled the back parcel shelf with all of the te like similar teddies and proceeded to drive through every speed camera he could. <laughs> she got banned. And that story, that story was like, I took that straight to radio. And I was like, and it got a great reaction. <laughs> but it was just, it's collecting stories like that. And, and the build-up as well. It's, there's an art to it. It's an art form. And I most certainly don't perfect it in any way, shape, or form. Um, but a lot do. And it's just, it's just collecting stories like that. Like that story I could never say on Radio Leeds. Never say that on Radio Leeds. But sit me on commercial radio. You probably get away with that, maybe just it's on the edge. But do you, um, do you feel do you feel like so someone like Rylan for me he's come through it a different way. But I heard him on radio too, oh, and he was amazing. 
Like I, I've got so much admiration and respect for him, he's and he's brilliant. got a different he way of getting He drives his own desk. He presses his own buttons. Fair play to him. But then, how do how what would you? I suppose this will be the last woman. How do the how do we get presenters that are more chat based? Because do you think it's something where with your association with student radio is that is the fast pace something that's maybe a, a bit more lent into, or do you pace? see it as a do you see it as an apprenticeship where I, I, could, I think of someone uh, like Jaguar who's now on BBC Radio skills. One doing yeah. yeah. No, not Jaguar Skills, sorry, Jaguar, the female DJ. Oh, the female Jaguar, yeah, sorry, so Jaguar yeah. Skills is there. So, so DJ yes, so yeah. she's yeah. absolutely tearing she's up She's on one extra, moment. and then she's going to have two radio one. Yeah. And she, she came through the actual, I, I remember she had a show at Leeds Uni, um, and then she's, she's, she's come through, so I, I see it as a as a apprenticeship mm. almost, academy, and it's a step up. But I don't really see, I don't really know a lot of the success stories other than that, maybe because I know her personally, but I don't tend to see that. It seems to be getting people who are personalities or they might have a big mm. following, they bring them into the radio side and they might have the personality, which yeah. is why Ryland is an amazing exception <laughs> because he can nail the role. The also, the problem you've got is that... The homogenization of radio in the fact that when I was at Galaxy and Capital, um, let's call it, when it was Capital, things moved towards London a little bit. And I'll explain what I mean by that in a second. When it was Galaxy, we were the network hub. So we were live 24-7 from Joseph's Well in Leeds. Everything came from there. We were the hub. Other Galaxy stations would opt into us. Um, and like Radio Air, for instance, that used to be 24-7. Yeah, it's on the air 24-7. Do you know how many shows actually come from Radio Air? One. The Breakfast. That's it. One. The rest of it comes from Manchester. Capital, how many shows come from there? Probably one again. Just one. The breakfast again. Heart. Oh, is it? Yeah, because... Heart. One show. So... You've got all of these radio stations in the country, which are all feeding into one building in London or Manchester. And all of these stations just have one presenter, which allows one show available for you to get on. The opportunities have decreased. There's more radio stations, but less chance to get in. So how do you get on the air to learn your skill? So I joked about, we'll stick you on overnight show. You can say hello to truckers. That's how you <laughs> learned. That's how I learned. I learned by cocking it up. I learned by talking about someone's estranged husband, but saying he strangled when I was 16. You know, I made all these mistakes when there was a very tiny audience. And the reason I said he strangled because it was, it was in a newspaper article and the word was split <laughs> over the two, <laughs> two bits. And I kind of was like, oh, he strangled? No, you got it wrong, he's estranged, dickhead. Um, <laughs> but I was 16 or 15 but you make, you make your mistakes there. And then you get off the overnight show and they give you a weekend show. And then when a DJ is off, they let you out into the kind of prime time. So they might give you an evening show. And this guy called Carl Kingston who did the evening show at Radio Air when I was a kid, I got to cover his evening show for a week. I was like the best thing in the world. The show that I used to listen to, I was then covering. And then someone gave me some amazing advice, which was you need to leave to come back because people still see you as a child because I started at Radio Air when I was 12. I got on air at 16. 
but by 18, I wasn't really progressing. So I left and went to Minster FM and oh. the rest is history. There's literally 10 seconds left on this chat. And oh. if I don't get to save it, it doesn't save. So her stay. Mwah. Thank you, Steph, so much. Enjoy, enjoy. See I've got to go. Bye, bye. bye. Will it save? Will it save? Will it save? Who knows? Thank you, everyone, for watching. Bye.